and we're back. Episode 8, Stereo Bros Podcast. As always, we appreciate the support, the listens, the feedback critique. We're working on getting on a variety of platforms. For now, SoundCloud is still the preferred platform. For now. <laughs> but uh, shout out again to everyone that's listened. Shout out to Mr. Prolific B, who's making his return shortly from his time out there at the Winter Olympics. <laughs> We brought back our favorite guest for another week to hold us down. Ooh, so he comes back. Yeah, yeah. Please remind the people who y'all are. Yeah, Hatshepsut. It's Chazzy. We just wrapped up, you know, Black History Month. A lot of black folk went to Wakanda. Facts. I ain't get there yet. I ain't gonna hold y'all. You will not have it, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> you didn't see. Not you yet. haven't seen Black Panther. <laughs> not yet. Turn the podcast off. It's over. But everyone go but what I will say is that if I die, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors so they know that <laughs> oh, no. bondage. <laughs> Yo, listen. No Where was he standing when he said that? He was standing like off, off, <laughs> off to the sunset or something like. Well, honestly, I blame you people out there in the interwebs because y'all done ruined the movie for me Yo. by posting something every single hour on every single platform. The Greeks out there is, is already crossing in Wakanda masks. They sure are. <laughs> they are. Yeah. And who is it? Oh, it's the Alvis. Oh, don't do that. Listen. It's the Alvis. <laughs> Alvis is graduating in the five years of less, though. No. In Wakanda masks. That's the point. They're in class with Wakanda masks. Listen. Listen. Apparently, Wakanda is Africa if it wasn't ever imperialized and colonialized, right. yeah. which is dope. Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. <laughs> But, you know, Africa is full of riches and jewels and things like that. Mm-hmm. It also has a rich dating scene right now because the Afro-punk and, you know, the new... Is that a rich dating The new uh, attention to... What's to African women <laughs> with their curvatures and, ah, and whatnot. True. Um, and I know from the female perspective, y'all are into African dudes that some scam, some don't. <laughs> what um, is this happening about? The only things I've heard Where in passing. We? But in dating, you know... I see a lot and hear a lot, and we wrote previously about a $200 date mm. on StereoBros.com. Reminder, the new site coming soon, this spring. But uh, in terms of dating, what do y'all think about when it comes to dating? What's the most important aspect of the date? Because, you know, people say things like, I don't want to go to a chain restaurant, or mm. I don't want to do like a picnic lunch. I want to go to, you know, certain overpriced Restaurants that people usually Tower expense. Nothing. Um, right. Um, I'm trying to say no names because no, no free promo. But, oh, uh, true. You know, I want the prawns and mm-hmm. all, all other. But people make a lot of rules to dating that I don't think people who are really happily dating yeah. apply to themselves. So I just want to ask y'all, what is the rule? Is it a monetary amount is the minimum, like a $200 date? Is it more about a vibe? Is it more about... Um, the energy is a more about a comfort level. Like at the basic level, if you don't really know a person and they get your number or your Instagram, depending on what you want to give them, yeah. and you agree to meet up with a person that you don't know that well in public, mm-hmm. what's the the baseline comfort level? Or what's the baseline expectation? So, like when I was, um, I think I might have been like fifteen, maybe even younger, and my mom, you know, in her very heavy Haitian accent, was like. You know, Steph, if you get dressed, <laughs> <laughs> when you get dressed, you know, you put on your nice makeup, you put on your perfume, you know, <laughs> that's, that's me laugh, you know what I mean? Like, you look beautiful. You don't allow a man to take you near Greece. 
uh-huh. at, a, at a chain restaurant. So she was just like, there's no deep. reason why you are putting in all this energy and this man took you to Applebee's or oh, Friday. Nah. <laughs> See, but your, the perfume ain't a two for 20. You get what I'm right. saying? Like, right. the fit isn't. And so... I just, I just, that was my baseline. Like, okay, so if he were to ever hint at a chain restaurant, it just would not be it because it doesn't look like consideration for all I did to prepare for this right. date. So I don't know for me if it's a monetary thing. I think that I'm cool if it's a hole in the wall with great ambiance and great food and stuff. So I don't necessarily need $200, but I think when people say $200, they're just looking for that consideration a place where the meal is two hundred dollars the ambiance is good the this is you know everything all the things are hitting women just want to know that you put some thought that's it and consideration into the meetup like it's not it's not necessarily like where it is it's Mm -hmm. like well is it special Mm -hmm. do you you just take every chick you know there have i been there before nobody wants to go to a chain restaurant because everybody's been there yeah like after you don't want to go everywhere that everybody goes you're selling somebody's restaurant wait but here's the thing so what about if my hole in the wall Mm -hmm. that is by where cookers was or something Mm -hmm. like that on fulton street has like a two for 20 is that still struggle but what else are you doing? Yeah. Are you just going for two for 20? Like, am I going to really, have the best meal really, of my life for two for really, 20? Or really, and that's it. And then we go home. Yo, like, hypothetical single me is going for a vibe. Wholesome guy type stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, two for 20 get you get you comfortable. And then I have to decide, is she worth pursuing? Because in the words of a, a very wise mm-hmm. thought, if you can't handle me at my worst, <laughs> you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> Yo. No, you know, when, when, like, for me, it, why even go somewhere where there's an established two for 20? I know it is a two for 20 menu. That's what you're looking at. You might as well go go to, like, Grimaldi's and get a pie. It's going to cost you the same promo. $20. Oh, sorry. Oh, good. What you're you going to get, it's the same 20 It's the same $20, but it's on the waterfront. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's pieces of, like, that's the consideration I'm talking about. If you don't got the bread, that's fine. But, like, you got to get creative about it. If you're, if people are going to it's funny. Like, it's funny. Like, we look, we both look at the two for twenty. I'm gonna feel crazy looking at the two for twenty menu. And it's supposed bring, to be like, if I look cute, yeah, you have something planned that I'm not gonna look. I'm gonna Bro, look like we, I'm out of place. That you need to like yeah. get it together. But the Jays like, just came out. I got my Jays on, do rag flowing. No, I will leave you cape out. Cape out. No, thank you. Cape out with the capers, nah. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, but it's it's funny because I hear that consistently about the thought. Mm-hmm. But then I hear people. I also hear some women say. Um, so now that you put more context on the like, chain restaurant mm-hmm. situation and like mm-hmm. pricing, mm-hmm. I get it now, right? Yeah. But I've also heard women say stuff like, um, no, I want to go to, you know, restaurant X. And the reason why I'm not saying names is again free promo, right. but in corporate America, anybody after that works in corporate America or has ever expensed anything knows that any of these steakhouses that people love yeah. or these Asian fusion restaurants mm-hmm. that, you know, rappers and everyone else love to yeah. to drop the name on and they talk about the prawns and whatever. <laughs> I've been to all these places had $800, $800 dinners. Yeah. I've been at some that were rented out for the night mm-hmm. um, on behalf of a client or whatever. And I'm like, this is okay, but it's okay because it's free. Yeah. Like, I would never spend it's money to that, eat. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, the best, the best spots I've eaten at that I've spent, you know, $200, $250 on, on dinner 
was like a nice little um like a nice little low spot that was mm-hmm. just dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I think people that value that type of thing are people that can't afford it for themselves, and so ooh, they feel ooh. like somebody somebody should be treating them yeah, for that. Yeah. Whereas, like, so, it, it should matter a lot the quality of the meal. Like, right, you could go get a bomb ass meal by some like top chef, facts. one Michelin star. Facts small restaurant that is not going to run you that and have a way better meal than going to one of those types of restaurants. It just takes a little, uh, just a little, you know, don't research. That's it, a little research. And even when I was popped, like way back when, and I went out on dates, you know, my single life, Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to women who had great careers. They were in like all types of crazy industries with bread. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, uh, I'm going to take you out for lunch. Let's do a lunch special. Mm -hmm. She's like, no, I get it. You're, You're in grad school. Let's go to one of my spots. It's on me. And I'm just like... <laughs> She's switching tables on. She's turning the tables <laughs> on. I'm like, damn. And, and then we go there and I'm still trying to reach for the bill. She's like, no, listen. I told you I got it. Um, honestly, like, I know you're not broke, but I also know that I'm a salaried career woman and you're in school. Right, So exactly. I'm investing in, in your... So stuff like that. I'm like, my box ain't coming off that easy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the moral of the story more so is that you know we could have went to any overpriced restaurant yeah. near Rockefeller Center yeah. we could have went to you know, a lot of these Top of the Rock oh sorry I keep doing it yo <laughs> <laughs> sorry I keep we classy we know all the spots oh, we could have went to like I'm sorry um, I told you my mama told any me any spot 15. that people like to <laughs> take pictures of the plates or the receipts yeah but the moral of the story is more so that um in dating for the people out there that are dating mm-hmm. single and that kind of stuff, focus on the vibe because mm-hmm. leave it to IG, they're going to tell you that if you're not spending $400 and taking a receipt, picture, yeah. or picture the plate with yeah. sun knuckles in there or her <laughs> You got wrist, your hymns watch in the or picture. Or her, her wrist with the tattoo yes. and the butterfly right Faith, there. right. <laughs> Faith, right? Faith. <laughs> <laughs> There's only some virtue on the inside yeah, of the Like, at the end no. of the day, some of the budgets I had, you know, before marriage and during, I mean, granted, in marriage is different because me and my wife do, like, that type stuff. Like, we'll go to White Castle. Yeah, you guys and are we'll, popping. The love is established. Yeah, you guys are popping. We'll get White Castle and then we'll pair it with, like, the finest The champagne. finest of, like, a bottle of gum or something. Right, or, like, exactly. some old, some old, um, some old, like, cab from, like, mm-hmm. 1990, like, mm-hmm. s- like, stuff like that, just, just to prove that we still got it. That's actual, but actual. back in the day, it was more like, um, I was the guy that was trying to make the impression, and here's the thing, if you try to make the impression, you'll impress the impressionable. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that if you Ooh, think that alert. she wants a $400 date and you spend that thinking that that's what she want she may just go for it just to go for it because if she ain't used to if she ain't used to that she'll be impressed by that mm-hmm. but then you said the expectation of from now on that's what you're doing this way is what we eat so you take a or you try to take it to like a, a, a like a a red lobster yeah. or like a, a olive garden yeah she may look at you kind of crazy so right. what is that think about managing expectations and and also, um, keep in mind that when you're out here, you're meeting people with a mask on. Yeah. And if you present yourself a certain kind of way, like I said, then they're going to um, 
basically what I'm saying is that if you present a mask, they will show theirs as well. And until yeah. you get through a few dates, yeah, you won't see who the person really is. Yeah. And I think well, no, go everybody's ahead, go ahead. sending a representative first. Right. That's true. First two, two to three dates. Yes. Yeah. But I think that we can agree that the moral of the story is in 2018 dating, um, when Do it's harder. Really date. They Netflix and chill. They Netflix. This they is the laziest group of daters I've ever seen in my life. First of all, they don't even really approach people. People are all swiping left and right. Swiping left and right. They're sliding in DMs. All of it's virtual. And then after that, they take you to a two for 20. I had to call Ms. Johnson. <laughs> Hi, Ms. Johnson is Starima did. Starima. Starima. What's a little boy with funny name on my phone? <laughs> don't, don't be on my phone all night. Y'all got it easy, man. Starima. I mean, I back it. in back in my day, things was different. Netflix and chill, yeah. and no like we didn't have it. All we had was these '90s shows that were wholesome, and a book or piece of paper with "Do you like me?" or yeah, like a list of numbers. Like I still had a, a list of numbers until I was in college. A list of numbers of mm. people I would call and just rotating. Yo. Whatever. I'm saying way too much right now. Side eye, side I'm getting side eye, <laughs> but. The 90s, we can agree, was like the golden era of culture, blackness mm-hmm. especially. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that keeps coming up, I was watching uh, Marlon on The Breakfast Club, Marlon Wayans, and they, they talked about reboots yeah. of 90s shows. And I thought about, you know, Martin, Fresh Prince, Family Matters, Full House, Step by Step, TGI Friday. Step TGI by Friday. Step, yeah. day by day by day. Eh, 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 I wish I stood the words. It's the different world. Anyway. Um said but in the boot boom. But the but the question is, um, of those 90 shows, they say Martin is gonna get a reboot. Flex on the grandma said that he wants to do a reboot. Really kind of we fried. barely wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> she said we didn't even really want the original. Oh man, honest. why you frying them like that? He got a family. Damn. So love Shanice. But um, the question is, should these shows even be rebooted? I'm of the belief that um, watching these shows in syndication, which is probably why they want to reboot them because they are very popular in syndication. Yeah. They're not as funny as they were, except for Eleven Colors. It's funnier now because I get the jokes. Yeah. As a kid, I watched them when I shouldn't have. Yeah. Fire Marshal <laughs> Bill was was wild. Yeah. <laughs> Homie the Clown and all that. Uh, Wayman and all that. Yeah. But um. My my favorites were the 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 uh, hated, gay. Hated, the hated yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That was good. <laughs> um, but the question is, surely those shows in the past, or if not, what two or three shows would you want rebooted? Because I think mm. Family Matters. A lot of people are dead on porn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, it's, it's true. <laughs> they brought back Fuller House, and I definitely watched Fuller House on that. Is it good? Yeah. To is me, it? it is. To me. I have not I seen it. They no, have a lot of fans. A, a random dude that I didn't know personally, but I knew who somebody else we was, at, we was at a birthday party maybe last year, and we, we're like, sorry guys, we're late. We was watching Fuller House. He was like, oh, you must not be from the hood. And everybody looked at him like, we actually are all from the hood. Yeah, he was like, no, I'm saying, but why are you watching that? I'm just like, you're not from the hood because people from the hood watch Full House. Yeah, that's a fact. (laughs) But, like, I watched Full House. None of us had. We were like, it's also a good reboot because it's like, it's kind of messed up, but her husband died, so now she's like the single 
parent yeah. with help yeah. from Kimmy Gibble of all people. Yeah. But um. So what elements of it are like good? Like why do you why do for you me I'm like very nostalgic like. As y'all well know and can attest to have an old soul. Mm-hmm. So it's like I call myself David Ruffin Jr. at times, mm-hmm. minus the cocaine. <laughs> like, I like the Temps. I like mm-hmm. Fat Luther. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The Commodores, yeah, the Stylistics. I got vinyl, a record player right there. Like, I I think pre-internet, the world had more morals, values, and principles, and mm-hmm. people moved a lot differently. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, growing up, I always wanted to have like that kind of nuclear family situation yeah. like a family matters with like the grandmother and all that. so I ain't saying that I grew up in a in a, um, in a foster home in a, yeah. or in a group home but if you had a family situation that wasn't ideal you you could you can kind you of relate to those yeah. shows and you can say wow they had a problem to fix it in 22 minutes that's dope <laughs> <laughs> and I think that like the Wonder Years yeah. favorite show of all time from that era yeah. those kind of shows I'm like damn I was Kevin Arnold to an extent I was better with the women than he was <laughs> I'm not chasing Winnie for oh for five years, goodness. but I feel like shows back then were kind of like a like a reflection or like a microcosm of life. Yeah. So, yeah. with that said, though, I, I don't know if I want to see them rebooted because Full House is great, but I can't say that every other show is going to have the same kind of mm-hmm. success in being rebooted. Which is why, like, I'm asking y'all if y'all think any of these shows. I, I personally work. feel we should leave the past to the past. Yeah. I feel like we, you know, we want new content. We want things that reflect the current times. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that those shows or reboots or whatever bring in new, you know, things about homosexuals. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're working that into the storyline and stuff. But, like, why can't we have, you know, new content, new morals and values, new, you know... New looks to things. You yeah. had the mod, like like Modern Family, like Blackish, Blackish Girls. Yeah. You know, even though, and I feel like a lot of these shows they pull from the Cosby, yeah, they do, or they pull they they pull the good things out of them, yeah. but they still use it to create newer new content. content. Yeah. And I, you know, I just, I mean, I, I like I love Martin. Like, okay, I wouldn't feel bad about like a movie or something, mm-hmm. or like you but Tommy know, dead. Tommy is dead, but uh, rest in peace if, to if, um. If, if they did a movie Tommy, or something to culminate, you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. happened at the end. But I wouldn't want to see a series go back. I mean, I, I know they need a check, but, like, yeah. I think that they should, you know, yeah. do something Stop new. stubbing Alfonso Ribeiro, okay? Oh, he got a show. It's stop. called Unwrapped. Or wrapped. <laughs> she said wrapped. Yeah, it's called wrapped. It's wrapped. Yeah. Un- unwrapped. Wrapped. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the reboots either because I'm like these characters are embedded in our brains in the age that they were, looking how they were, and like who's gonna bring a very aged Will Smith back to like you know what I mean? Like like. But talking about being aged though. No, he looks great. I like he looks great, but like. One of the things that I thought was like, well, if they did a Fresh Prince, maybe they can remix it. Maybe Will has a son who he needs to toughen up and has to send him back to Philly, you know, because he forgot it. Philly justified now? Yeah, like, <laughs> but I mean, like, it's... <laughs> I know what you mean. You know, like, I don't... I I think that it's better off just leaving them things in syndication and just going with some new stuff, to be very honest. For those that don't know, in syndication means that the reruns are playing. Yeah, facts. Seven yeah. o'clock at night, one a.m. Yeah, yeah. Doug. I, and my thing is, bring Doug back. It does. Doug, 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 Doug,
I mean, this just goes to show you, like, the great content that they had the first time going around. I feel like the test of time is, like, watching a show and still being able to laugh. The Golden Girls? Oh, The Golden Girls are on point. Right. And the Carter will say, thank you for being a friend. Yeah, like, thank you. Hitting those jokes at every minute. I started watching the Golden Girls again at the end, like, finals time when I had tons of papers to do last, last semester. And... When I tell you some of the jokes were racist. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh my God. She was like, yeah, we about to have a hanging. I'm like, girl. Blanche. Blanche. Rest in peace, Blanche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all gone. Betty White. Betty White. But I'm like, Lord. These jokes were on like CBS. Like, this is crazy. Night Court, all them shows. So the thing is, too, like, my pops. I spent mad times with my pops as a kid. Yeah. And I was always around older people anyway. So yeah. it was like Night Court, um, Taxi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get into Taxi. I used to watch Diagnosis Murder. <laughs> taxi was trash, though. Mm-hmm. Unsolved Mysteries was... Matlock. Mm-hmm. Matlock. I think the reason... Matlock was at work. Matt. I do the work that I do. Matlock right? was, was lit, <laughs> but Unsolved Mysteries was wild, scary. Yeah, <laughs> I still watched it. I said Mad Nightmares. Yeah, and Drunk History kind of rebooted that uh, last week, mm-hmm. and I, I got scared all over again. I'm like, <laughs> like damn. Unsolved Mysteries was real. That trench coat was very serious. Very. He's like, oh. <laughs> it was always foggy. I was like, yeah. oh, he about to tell me something. Yeah. I got goosebumps now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's goosebumps. <laughs> Oh, it's a nice episode. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, man. Oh, man, oh, what happened? Unexplained death, missing persons. <laughs> oh, man, UFOs and all that. Straight what up. What really happened that night? Exactly. And it was always like in the Midwest. Um, never, there was never nothing happening in Brooklyn. Everything was solved. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Everything was solved in the city. Except Biggie's death. Right. Biggie's death. R.I.P. And right? it's saying. <laughs> and and speaking of that, we are recording this on yes. the day of uh, Biggie's birth or death. Definitely. Death. Mm-hmm. As someone who was in Brooklyn, I was yeah, yeah, on Notre Dame when they drove his body down. Oh man! I love. I love. We had a half. We had. A, we have a half day that day. Um, I was. That was. So I mean, bad. I remember seeing. R.I.P. The joint driving down Fulton and all yeah. that, but for me, I was never like a. If I didn't know you, then your death didn't really affect me like that. Well, damn. No, no. <laughs> Listen, she be told. <laughs> Listen, Biggie, Biggie's impact on my life, like, Sky's Limit is, is my favorite Biggie yeah. song of all time. I got almost beaten for playing the warning cassette, unedited, the A side and the B side, because I wasn't supposed to have it, and I, I went to B Street and bought it anyway. Yeah. Biggie, Biggie is... Right? Huh? Gangster. You're a whole thug. You're a whole gangster. No, I was just a, a, a halfway reckless kid that <laughs> tried a lot of stuff I shouldn't have tried. <laughs> but, I mean... Played the A and B side. Um... It's hard to really say too much about Biggie's life and yeah. death because it's kind of like his music, like his catalog is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like it has its place in history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that for me, over 20 years have passed and I'm not saying he doesn't matter anymore or anything like that. Oh, no, no, no. about the little Yachty here. No, 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 no. Oh, stop. <laughs> Don't go any further. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm she saying said- is that I'd rather just leave him like where he is in terms of respect and yeah. and not like kind of be the dead horse because I feel like then that's a bad joke. Damn. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Um, 
the point I make is that I feel like Biggie's legacy is there. Yeah. It's respected. We can, every March night, we should definitely honor him and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think that um, we should also use it as an opportunity. Like, the only thing that, that Biggie's death, I wish would have brought out more was it was Junior Mafia as a collective would have mm-hmm. grown more in the 20th past. Like, mm-hmm. they haven't really had much music since he yeah say for little Kim but okay little Kim what dropped was, some heat like, what was time. the uh, level of lyricism coming out of the rest of the Mafia Lil C's had some songs so let's have an OG let me bust a nut on now were wow. these Biggie <laughs> I'm assuming Biggie wrote his stuff no cause I, I haven't so. heard nothing from Lil C's since yeah he's had songs Little C's has ceased really I'm always on time like Jerule and Shante. And my cell phone never ring, it just vibrate. My money long as hell, high as in pie state. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, Biggie, I feel like, I feel like Biggie has been, his legacy has been diluted by rappers copying his style. Mm-hmm. In that, I feel like. Stop stopping Gorilla Black. Girl, who's Gorilla Black? Gorilla Black is the, That is, big black dude that was rapping like Biggie. <laughs> From Compton, he was from Compton. He came out like in the two thousands. I don't remember that. <laughs> it sounds very familiar. If you hear the songs, you know. I remember it. Okay. He, he even had a song with uh, Mario Wannins. But I feel like this. people, you know, like Fab, like no disrespect to Fab, but like Fab, like everybody, like samples Biggie or does or or runs back his um his flow or yeah. or stuff like that and. I feel like maybe people don't understand that because they don't know him and yeah. they don't they don't realize that you know this was done by him mm-hmm. at such a young age and I I think what is sad about it is that he was so young when he died and you see the level of intelligence oh, and yeah. talent yeah. and something that was not allowed to grow when we look at like a Jay Z who is look at what he's amassed over these years you think well wow i wonder if biggie would have been able to do that with the same talent and 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 nurturing and stuff around him and so i just think it's 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 another you know young black life Mm -hmm. and and because of that very same point there's a lot of people who wouldn't who put jay-z as the best rapper of all time over biggie smalls because biggie died so young and i'm like he couldn't control that you know what i'm saying right right we're gonna have to just measure where he was at against like anybody else you know and And that's what i say now big was the best of his era yeah but you got to kind of encapsulate same thing with big l like anybody that died too young you got to kind of big l was pretty good i gotta measure it in in space the same thing with sports like a lot of athletes die young right Mm -hmm. especially in basketball like there's guys people can say that oh kareem was the best ever or june was the best ever but you have to be the best ever across decades with a body of work Mm -hmm. and i think that um biggie was the best in his era Mm -hmm. but when you put it across longevity you got to give it to jay because yeah. He had the longevity. Right, but what what changed? Jay had time to grow. Like right. Jay, he had he's gone through things. He his his content changed yeah. with his new look on life or his sure, perspective. Sure and who's agree. to say that's not what would have happened with Biggie? Biggie. Like, no, no, I totally agree. But what I'm saying is that it's hard to deal in like the the what ifs because the truth hurts, but the what ifs can kill. I mean, if you sit there wondering what what Big Mike could have done. Um, you know, we just so never you know. Think we, you think we shouldn't be picking Biggie up? No, no, I, I'm saying absolutely big him up, but I'm saying we should big him up in a way that celebrates what he was, and let's focus on what he could have been. 
But what, as opposed to what do you think people are doing now? Um, Biggie's still the best ever. Like, I don't think he's the best ever. Oh, 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 okay. I see. I see what you, you know mean. what I'm saying? But who, who's perspective? Because Lil Yachty and I ain't saying Biggie is the best I don't, ever. I don't like any of those. <laughs> Listen. But what I'm saying anybody like, who with are you talking? Who are you talking? Anybody over the age of like 35 yeah. is going to say Biggie is the best yeah. to ever do it. Yeah. Because when these songs came out, this was their prime yeah, time. If you look, and they're going back, they're like, yo, I was in the club mm-hmm. and Biggie came in. And like, like these are the things that are going through people's head and it takes them back to a certain place. Yeah. And then especially when lyricism is like at an all-time low, mm-hmm. I mean, we have our Kendricks, our J. Coles, whatever, but Kendrick, in general, yeah. in general, lyricism is an all-time low. That's what they're looking, yeah. like, that's what they're looking to and that's what they're going to compare it to. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even planning on getting this deep into the uh, Biggie sorry, conversation. Sorry. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> fine but i get what you're saying and again i got mad love for biggie love his catalog sky's limb is my favorite biggie song one of my top five songs ever but i just feel like my opinion is that i don't know if i can say he's the best ever based off of his catalog his catalog in his era is the best ever but if i'm comparing that to jay's full catalog i can't now is that right maybe not but it's, I think it's it's more a matter of the the reality versus the what is. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not trying to minimize Biggie's legacy. I think Biggie's great. Huge fan of Biggie. I, I was gonna beat over Biggie. <laughs> um, and when he was uh, like Biggie's the reason why, like I I was rocking my homeboy's Coogees to school. <laughs> like so, <laughs> Biggie's that guy. But I'm just saying in terms of his full legacy, like, listen, I love his catalog. I love his music. I love his influence. So you, I, want to, you want us to move on. You want us to live in the present. Nah, nah it's not what you I'm saying. You want us to live in the present. You want us to not, to give people a fair chance at being the best ever. Well, I think the best ever is Jay-Z. Right. Right? But I think that every March 9th, we got to salute Big for his legacy. But I think some people got to be realistic and say, like, I just think it's not realistic to say, or it's unrealistic to say, that based off Big's catalog, he's the best ever because those songs, those albums were great. But I think people attach an extra level of greatness to mm-hmm. them because he's no longer hit. Same thing with Pac. But when you think about what he was saying, it was what no one else was saying at that time, and you can still listen back and like hear gems in his music. Yeah. Like, think about, like, I mean, Lil I'm, Wayne. I'm so engaged yeah. with it. He, Little Wayne may know how to, you know, talk about lasagna with the silent. Gift was not giving, putting people up on no game. Jazzy. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. Jazzy, I'm sorry. that's where you lost me because, <laughs> sorry, and I don't like even uh, cutting people off, but Lil Wayne had a song where he said, um, I got Perks, Molly, and, and Zan, no, Perks, Molly, and Syrup, called it a sleeping bag. Uh, Basically, he he made three different ways of talking about perks, Molly, Xanax, and other drugs. Lil Wayne to me is not somebody that I would I would ever mention as like a great rapper. <laughs> Thank you. Ever. Thank yeah. you. All these little little colorful hair drug named rappers and all that. Mm-hmm. Not my passion. Is somebody called Little Xan? There's a Little Xan. <laughs> yes. Like short for Xanax. Yeah. Yes. I don't understand it. I don't understand And it. apparently, he, he just quit using Xanax because he was a dick. It's kids are also like 19 years old. And yeah. They, and like, I think I think it's all a ploy. But you know, whatever. No, but it, I think part of it is that these kids are uninitiated. I mean, yeah. granted, growing up, 
rappers like Ja Rule had a song called Ecstasy. Mm-hmm. I want to fly. No one is saying nothing. Anything is wrong with experimentation, right? right? But if you're if that is your whole agenda, yeah. like literally all you talk about, nah, yeah, like I, nah. I agree. Um, but, but so then again, I'm in my thirties and yeah, <laughs> no, but it's true. But but I think we also lived through the crack era where we saw like we, we probably all had relatives that were on crack. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I seen the degradation of people in my family and my neighbors on crack. So I'm never going to glorify or. I had a trap house across the street, so I grew up. A uh, couple people that I knew around the way, all of a sudden, you know, it's like 20 degrees outside. He ain't got no snorkel on. <laughs> <laughs> So there's music to him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Hey, the you got $5? Word. You got nah, $5? Like, and it's, it's real. Like, and as a, as a you know, young girl, like, I didn't understand that. I just, I mean, I was I saw it, but like... And now the... Uh, now it's glorified in every record. There's an opioid epidemic. Not in my, nah. not in my side of town. Yeah, nah, bro. Sorry. So, I mean... We can I talk. mean, it's here. It's here. Like, people so, are doing dope like it's the 70s. I think a better way of phrasing... <laughs> This segment True. is salute it's to regular. It's, it's regular. regular. It's so it's regular. It's so regular right now. It's so regular. And I'm like, what? You don't even... People... Like, the experimentation with, like, heroin and things like that is crazy. You don't try drugs like heroin. You get addicted. Even in the 50s. Even in the 50s. It. Hey, Ray, this ain't what you want. This ain't that girl. It ain't what you it's want. It's that boy. <laughs> it's that boy. <laughs> it's that boy. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Give me hit that anyway, man. Yeah. But, that heroin, so drug, here's a funny thing too, drug use has always been cyclical and it's always been a drug of the decade. So yeah. the 50s was heroin, yeah. 60s weed, mm-hmm. 70s LSD, 80s coke, mm-hmm. then crack, mm-hmm. 2000s ecstasy, mm-hmm. MDA-ish, and now people just popping. I mean, also in certain neighborhoods, the burbs, you have meth, you have meth yeah. crystal meth, yeah. which are highly flammable. Then you had Crocodile and all these other uh, pockets of drug use where people were just like damn they trying to kill themselves to prove to prove to their parents that they mattered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much deeper than that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and now people are using prescription drugs and dying over them. And I'm just like, bro, read a book. A lot of these people get addicted to prescription drugs because of some injuries and like yeah, like and then you know there's there's a you know depending on who's prescribing it to you like you know they're just accustomed to writing prescriptions. I'm sorry, I have my wisdom teeth pulled, and I tried to go to the Rite Aid in the hood, uh-huh. and they didn't have my prescribed Vicodin. I was about to burn that bitch down. I was like, what am I really supposed to do right now? I really sounded like a drug seeker. My face is falling <laughs> off. Okay. Right? Like, what do you mean you don't carry Vicodin? Yo, you know, it's crazy. My first time um, trying Vicodin, I had a tooth pulled, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, yo, no lie, I sat up and fell right over and was like, this might not be for me. Like, I'm like, this might not be in my... And I'm okay with that, you know what I'm saying? But I literally, like, sat up and tipped right over. Like, I had no balance, no equilibrium, nothing. I may or may not have had some champagne on my birthday while I was... I don't know how people do that on a regular so, basis yo you know it's crazy like there was one time I was on a cruise and um, you know some people on the cruise 
uh, got their hands on some things on the cruise. And I just remember some coming sandwiches, down. Some sandwiches. Some sandwiches. <laughs> I remember coming downstairs and I was looking at everybody and everyone was just like in the mirror, kind of just like idolizing themselves. And I was like, <laughs> in slow motion, I was like, the fuck is going on in here? I don't understand these tricks, these tests. Well, what I will say is that um, one of the good things about the new era is that we are getting some good music from the new era. And recently... Uh, Tory Lanez dropped a very good project, and I think that project kind of typifies or personifies some of the the moves that people go through nowadays. But I think his project is good because um, the sing rap combo from Toronto has always worked. Ask uh, Jimmy in the wheelchair, aka Drake. Drake Aubrey. Um, I don't know if you heard Tory Lanez's new project, but if you have not. Go check that out on any of your favorite platforms. I'm not going to play anything from it. Because <laughs> the last time we did that, it didn't turn out so well it, for us. It wasn't so hot. It, Man's uh, not hot. But that Man's not hot. <laughs> but um, that that right there is what we're going to call our... Uh, I guess we can call it like our popular music spotlight for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tory Lanez's project. Uh, I can't recall the title at the moment. Right. Forgive me. I've had a long day at... Corporate America. It was uh, I think it's either memories don't die or people don't live or <laughs> something is in the some. Business. You know what's weird about Tory Lanez? So I remember asking myself a few times. It, it don't matter that he can't fight. That don't matter. No, not can't oh, fight. No. I never knew what genre he was. Like I didn't know what he did. It was like he, sometimes he's a Wait, sometimes he's a reggae artist. Sometimes he's like memories R&B. Don't die. Memories don't. So I was right. Memories don't die. Yeah, sometimes he's in RMD, sometimes he's rapping. I'm just like, which one which one is it? Like if I was a nomination for a Grammy today, what would what category would Tory Lanez be in? I put him in rap slash R and B. Okay. Best song under me is B I D. Bust it down. Bust it down. He's, right. he's confessing his love to a woman over he's not confessing love, he's saying uh let's uh go on a date and after that uh, let's let's uh, bust meet. it down. Let's, let's meet go, go fornicate. Let's date and meet. Lord, I I didn't realize he was like a ghostwriter, which gave oh, yes, me a little, a little bit more respect for him. Yeah, yeah, because um, he just seems angry all the time. Every time I hear from him, it's like he's complaining about people like hating on him. But hear from him where? Okay, again, I don't listen to new hip hop. Yeah, like this is it's jazzy talking. Just so you know my perspective. <laughs> I don't know about these things. Yeah. I know about the new Soka, though. Ooh, I, say that. I only listen to, like, what's really, Split really popping on hey. 105.1. <laughs> I came back. But what I will say is that when I hear Tory Lanez's name or, like, I hear clips from him, it's always about him being angry because somebody's hating on him. Oh, or, yeah, or fighting punches. or something. He just comes across to me as angry. I've never really listened yeah. to the music that wasn't on the radio. Um, but, yeah. But good for him. I'm 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 happy that he's um, being successful and creating good and new content. Yeah. I don't consider him to be a mumble rapper, and I do think he that he makes you know like he makes music that I can dance to, chill to, listen to. Yeah. I can actually repeat it. Fast. <laughs> no, he does, he does, and I think that's what drives my desire to want to know where where the hell to put him. And I know that we're in this age now where everybody's like, it's just good music. We I don't have a label. I'm just who I, I am. I don't listen to the lyrics. And, yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? So what are you doing with this music? Like. I just want to know where, where do we place Tory Lanez? Like, Meanwhile, in the lyrics, she's on a Molly and she yeah, like, then popped. Not. This she popped. No, this she drank. 
a pint and she ain't shit in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I... Musicforweirdos.com. <laughs> but yeah, that new Safari though. Safari. Jazzy E ain't ish, and I'll tell you why. Because this week I sent them the list of topics. <laughs> and they asked about a young man's Safri Samuels. And I said, nah, it's a dub. Like Aunt Jackson. Hater! Not even a hater, but I said, Safari's made two songs in my lifetime that I've liked. Yeah. And both of them were released on the Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's catchy. But, this is but this one is really hear me, catchy. Hear me. Yeah. Hundred, it's, hundred, it's, hundred, it's really a, like, hundred, it's a club banger. Is, like, is a catchy song. But <laughs> I think that the controversy uh-huh. surrounding the release of the song. What controversy? I don't know. He's just a really good songwriter. That's all. Like, Let's yeah. keep it that way then. Perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have loved Safari ever since he started oh, dancing and oh, broke up in behind Nicki Minaj. No, bro. He is a real 90s yeah. nigga. Yep. Like, literally, like, like... He got a pair of Pradas and a Vans in his you. closet. <laughs> and all colors to match. All he has colors. an all colors. Yep, he got an eight ball jacket. It's like, like, all of that. All the Vans, <laughs> all the furs to match all his color sure do. Like, I just... I, I appreciate... That yeah. on a certain yeah. level, he's, and uh, he's, he's still, a personality. He's, he's still wearing bandanas like Joel Santana did in he's like the large forehead. Truth be told, I want him to win career wise. I think Hundred is a great song, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not about to spend time discussing his controversial week. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we, we were talking about the music. We about the music. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. understand. Yeah, like, I don't understand. What's what the thing? This is the music segment. Like we're, from, we're just trying to keep. Yeah, he went from uh, Nicki Minaj's ex to now. So he should get a Grammy because of Hundred. Her job. Her job. He job. is an excellent songwriter, and this is something that we've acknowledged a long. He's time tremendous ago, as a songwriter, huh? We have noticed that a long time, buddy. Okay. Nah, but you be told like I want him to win. You know what I'm saying? I think he got a bad rap because he was on reality TV. Not just but, uh, reality TV, but I feel like every time I was looking on the shade room, this dude was like getting jumped or something. It was always. It was bad press. It was, only, it was only two. It was the fake Meek Mill fight and then the East Flatbush. I saw yeah, the other they got him about it. So like, far as a pretty nigga from Flatbush, he's yeah. not trying to fight you. Yeah. Like he really just wants to brook up <laughs> and for you to see his new products. Like that is really all he came to the spot for. He does not want no smoke. So like I don't even understand why yeah. Dirty Meek Mill was trying to come for him. Yo, I'm sorry, he I'm sure sorry. does brook up <laughs> everywhere. Son. Literally a meme. Come out the corners of a ship doing a breakup. <laughs> you remember that shit? It's like an episode of Flex in Brooklyn. But it's wasn't he on Flex too? <laughs> well, I believe he was, he on, was flex. on Flex. I if it ain't Flex, it ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is Friday though. It's your end. It's Flex time. It's flex Yo, who's gonna do the reboot? Nah, that'd be great. That'd be great. We, we need a flex. flex in Brooklyn reboot. What's up? To be told, I lived down the block from the Flex House, and right. it used to be mod. Yes. Oh, for for those who are not from Brooklyn and <laughs> don't understand what we're referencing, yeah. Uh, Brooklyn had a. Oh, uh, we have a uh, public access channel. Yeah. 
that broadcasted a teenage uh, showcase yeah. show on Friday night yeah. in the evening, and it was a place for teens mm-hmm. to go stay and get it. Stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Learn the new dance moves. Yep. Celebrate culture. Yep. And uh, I, I think it was a great time yeah. in uh, in in yeah, two, early two thousands yeah. yeah, uh, history. Up. Like, yo, we should bring back that. Yeah, that, w- that would be a great reboot. Oh my gosh, bring back. So I've seen like newer versions of it. It's not the same though. The yeah, they had America's Best Dance Group on MTV, and I remember a team from Flex in Brooklyn ended up on that MTV show. Oh yeah, the yeah. Bone, the, the people that yeah, did the bone yeah. thing. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. For those who cannot see, Kalito is breakfasting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the angels. And <laughs> Moses. And I'll be there when she And the uh, um Log on and the uh, everybody do the online. <laughs> Should be told. I worked. I worked in a in a um a retail store. Yeah. And Elephant Man came in there trying to find equipment for that video. Oh really? And I was on break, and he went up to the grown man. who was about thirty five working retail with us, making about eight dollars an hour. Damn. Nothing crazy. Like boy, hey boy, boy, <laughs> you have the outfit. So the people with the base, boy, hey boy, oh, no. yo, boy, oh, <laughs> and this dude, <laughs> he was so annoyed that he came back to the break room complaining to us, and I peeked out. I'm like, oh, that's, that's Elephant Man. He, oh, he didn't know who he was. Nah, I'm like, oh, he's like famous, like, but why is he calling me boy? <laughs> <laughs> that was a snort. It was a snort. I used to be in love with Elephant Man, low key. <laughs> you even loved. Yo. I went to a concert he did at was it NYU? Yeah. my freshman year. I loved like he was. He just has so much energy and like uh, I saw him at Bingo Carnival and Bingo like, Carnival. Yeah. Rest in peace to Bingo Carnival. Yo, Elephant Man stayed picking up big bitches. Like yeah. he just the four hundred pounds and better. He was he, with it. This, like he got the energy. Doing. That's cute. Like, the party. The energy guard. Yeah. On a stroll line or any other place. Oh, it's true. Yeah. You true, pick up true. the big girl and you, <laughs> you set the stage for everybody else. <laughs> That's a factory. You stroll around, you find the biggest one. I'm dead. I mean, the now, like, you pick her up, and everybody's, oh, damn, you picked up. What are you going to do to me? <laughs> oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> nah, I said, no, no, no. Like, but Ele- Elephant Man had a lot of hits he was responsible for. A lot of a lot of basement bashments. Early so th- Yo, yeah, early Elephant Man had lit. a lot from, like, 2000 yeah. to 2000. He was on yeah, he sure was. Back when, back when it mattered. Back, back when he it mattered. Back when they played music. Back when they played music on TV. Facts. Facts. Him and, like, you know, he throw in some Sean Paul because Sean Paul was holding it down for I'm a while. Right? Hey, there you go. Hey. Hallelujah. Did you say hallelujah, 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 girl? I, I, I winged it. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say what people do. That's a fun Stick to me like glue. <laughs> No, he had, he is a catalog, yo. He is a catalog. Anybody who tries to say otherwise is a liar pants. That's not a liar right. pants. It's a liar pants. Your pants are on fire, bro. Like. <laughs> no, but seriously. I, I remember Jazzy's basement bathrooms I went to. Hey. And it was like some nice little tunes them tunes yeah. to play, but me on the wall, them like, good tune. Yeah. <laughs> if my dad's me, but meanwhile at home, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> You gotta practice in the crib. You to get it right. I know, but I wasn't. 
I, I was too shy to do that in public. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna look bad. Yeah, you stand, you standing on the edge, looking at everybody in the middle. I'm like, like I could do you that. You was looking like I could, I could have hit, I could have hit, hit that Yo, the broke up battle used to break out, bro. It was something different. The other thing too is I'm not dancing that close to other men like that. To me, it's a little oh, weird. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Gosh. I'm just saying I wasn't too keen on being another man face break dance fighting <laughs> <laughs> oh really bro. what it was though yo you know what was better than dudes doing the breakup when a chick came up there and she was better than yeah. the guy I lived for it I lived for a girl that knew how to like dance her ass off cause I was like these dudes think they have this breakup thing mm-hmm. on smash and they don't the only teams on flex I wanted to watch was the ones with the Skimpy clothes on that was just like shaking their, their, their waistline. <laughs> that was it. All that other breakdance fighting stuff. He was, he was just there for the torque. Yeah, I'm there for the for the red bones <laughs> with the name belt. Oh, I didn't know that. And a, bang. A and a bang too. Gotta have a bang. Yo, I saw myself in a picture with a flip phone, a Motorola flip phone, my name belt. I had a Jabard, like a Jabot, yeah. like track jacket or whatever. I was like, Marite oh my first God. Yeah. <laughs> I had the whole fit. Like it was like this strawberry red. Th- I thought I was so flea. Oh my God. Man, yo. Nothing more humbling than seeing a picture of yourself Word. 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Word. You know who's in that picture? Your wife was in that picture. <laughs> Show me that picture when you get a chance. We were going out there, Jabot out, like, bitch, we in this picture. Blackmail, blackmail. <laughs> Underground artist spotlight though, since we're on music topic. Shooter Nine Trey, Shooter Nine Three on Instagram. Put out a bunch of freestyles, and we still waiting for that fact rap project. But he's put out a bunch of freestyles this week that were pretty dope, and we're hoping that with these freestyles he uh gets some momentum towards the album and put that thing out. My son dropped a freestyle over uh. Derez Deshaun's Hardaway track. Uh, so check those things out. Um, at some point, we we may play music during the uh, <laughs> episode again. But right now, right now we that's that's on chill. Right now, <laughs> right now we on SoundCloud probation. So right. <laughs> so we chilling on. We going chill. Use your imaginations or do some Googles. <laughs> do, your, do, your, do your Googles. Do your Googles. 